Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Because he gets out of the shower, puts the towel on, goes into his bedroom, shuts the door, and air dries <laughs> over the fucking heater vent. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am John R. Bray. And I am Heather B. Armstrong. And I'm going to kind of kick this off by by going back to a text that, that you sent me just yesterday, I think. Just yesterday? <laughs> I think it was yesterday, kind of triggered by life, mm-hmm. you know, as we were just talking before we hit record. We've had some really good episodes, really positive, positive energy, positive vibes. And it's time to send that shit crashing down now because <laughs> eventually it had to catch up with us. And and we were texting back and forth yesterday. And at the, at the end of one of these texts, when we were talking about what to talk about for this episode, one thing that you mentioned was, you know, discussing this idea about how single parenting affects our kids and the concept they have of themselves and how they fit into or maybe even trigger or cause our bad moods or explosive moments. And I read that when you texted it and said out loud, oh, holy shit, yes. And then immediately started going through every single time I've been an asshole. (laughs) And it was, it was such a spiral, but (laughs) the card catalog, it's a, it's a really interesting topic. It is. This is going to be an episode of either you're going to sympathize and empathize. It's going to be an episode of what not to do. (laughs) Like, uh, don't self-diagnose and take Cipro that's four years expired. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's probably not a, not a good move. Uh, really quickly i i haven't been feeling well for the past few days and at first i thought it was anxiety i still have bouts of anxiety like my treatment didn't completely cure like i still have to deal with life you know but it's not uh when i deal with life it's not oh my gosh everything is awful i'm gonna end up i'm gonna end up homeless and alone it's just like oh shit this has gotta get done so my anxiety kind of churns my stomach a bit and so I thought it was I thought it was anxiety and I think it's maybe a stomach bug or a virus of some sort and so there's a lot of shit um, going around yeah and I don't my my physician at my primary care at my primary care clinic she left and I'm supposed to go get a new clinician a new doctor and I haven't had the time to figure out who that is and I don't have time to go to the doctor (laughs) So I just just like, huh, I have this really, really, 
old Cipro that I got to take to Haiti with me in case I got diarrhea. Oh, God. So you're like, oh, why the hell not? Might as well. That's really fucking old, though. I mean, it's not as old as your spices, but it's super old. (laughs) My spices are, like, older than Marlo. Yeah, this is so, don't don't do what I just did because I am nauseated and dizzy and not good. I will probably end up going to the doctor this afternoon to figure this out. But this sort of plays into the whole idea of as single parents and maybe even just as regular parents, regular. (laughs) Right. A a two-parent household. All of us, all of us, our children's self-esteem and how they feel that they fit into our emotion and our bad moods and our depression, anxiety, uh, our our temper, our anger, our frustration. And uh, this morning I was just, we got got out of, I got them up and I was just like, I am so not okay. I'm just not feeling well. I'm they could, both of them could, could sort of tell, and I, I, I'm like, I, I, I can't call somebody else to come take them to school, so I've got to get in the car and figure out how to make it to school without throwing up. And I get in the car, and I'm just sort of breathing really heavy, and I'm rubbing my face, and Lita turns to me, and she says, are you okay? And I was like, I just really, 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 really don't feel good. And I could tell immediately that she felt terrible for me. And not just in a, oh, I'm so sorry, she's sick. She felt terrible. And like, like, she's like, my mom doesn't have any options. Like my mom can't stay here and go back to bed. She has to take us to school. Like she has to drive the car and Lita knows it's it's an hour round trip. And I could tell by her demeanor that she immediately felt almost and this happens a lot that like, like she was responsible for this burden that I was about to endure. It's interesting because the fact that she feels bad, not that it's not that it's good, but I mean, it says a lot about, about her character. Like she has that empathy for another person. Yeah. But then for her to say, I feel really bad and immediately basically turn that around and be like, it's all my fault because mm-hmm. if I wasn't here, she could go back to bed. So, right. I mean, it's like essentially blaming herself for existing. Mm-hmm. Blaming herself for um, the fact that I'm in a position where when I get sick or something goes wrong, like I don't have many options. I don't have some some of the normal options that are available to people who have an extra set of hands. And it happens a lot. I mean, it happens a lot. And um, like recently, we're trying to get her into, I think we've talked about, there's a a high school that she wants to go to because it's very academically oriented. They were registering for classes this week. And we we haven't heard whether or not she's gotten into that high school. So she was going to have to register for classes for the high school that we're zoned for. And she's just like, well, have you called them? And I was like, oh my gosh, Alita, like I have been sick and I have been trying to catch up with work. And I, I, I've researched online. I don't know. I, you're going to have to go talk to your guidance counselor yourself. You have to take care of this yourself. And she looked at me and she gave me this look. And I said, I'm sorry. I, this is a, a you, you have to bear this responsibility. And 
that was one of the instances where she was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this. And she did. But there are so many times where when I can't get something done or, or, you know, you, you find yourself unconsciously leaning against the counter and rubbing your face because you can't believe like the enormity of what you have already done and what you have to get done. And they look over and they're, they're like, are they wondering how much am I a part of why she's rubbing her face like that? Yeah. I mean, it's how much, how much am I a part of it? I guess it's kind of like this distinction between for, for us, like a choice and an obligation. Like we're, we're obligated to take care of our kids, but we, we want to, I mean, it's something we want to do at the same time, but wanting to do it doesn't minimize the difficulty. Right. But even, even for Lexton and Lita being older, I don't think, I don't even want to say they don't have the ability, but I think they're just not quite aware of how complex that emotional dynamic is. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't blame Lexton for anything. I mean, no. he is, he is why I am so unbelievably busy. If he were not here, things would be completely different in so many different ways, but I don't want that. I do want things to be easier, but not if that means not having him around. Like that's not even right. a possible option in my head. Exactly. But I don't think that that Lita and Lexton are able to recognize that, and certainly not Marlo. Certainly not Marlo. Right. I shared with you in the text message that she'd had a, per- a particularly bad piano practice, and. Really, really like one of her worst yet, and that sang a lot. And I held it together oddly. <laughs> that was not when I yelled, God damn. That was uh, that's a different story I'll tell in a minute, but totally separate. Okay, totally separate. She had a really, really, really bad piano practice where she just wouldn't focus and she didn't want to do it, and she got really frustrated. And it took us like an hour to get through everything. And she was fine until we went downstairs to get her ready for bed. And I'm helping her brush her hair and I'm helping her with her toothbrush. And as I'm pulling the brush, her, the hairbrush out of the drawer in the bathroom, she slammed my hand in the drawer. And she's, she's done this countless times. She does it all the time. And I winced. I like, I visibly winced and kind of made it like a, ugh. And it immediately set her off. And she ran into the hallway and I look around and she's disappeared. And I walk into the hallway and she's crying. And I was like, Marla, what's wrong? And she, she's like, nothing. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I said, honey, what's wrong? And I finally got her calmed down. And she said, and she started bawling. And she said, I feel bad that I have caused you so much sadness because of my bad behavior, which is weird because I don't ever use the word bad behavior around her. <laughs> like just a blanket, like she slammed your hand in the mm-hmm. drawer and now all of a sudden... Like, everything. And I said, I said, what are you talking about? And she said, well, because, you know, my, my piano, I'm ba- I'm, I get really, really a- angry about practicing piano. And sometimes I get really angry about math. And, and then now I just hurt your hand. And I like, I, I got down on my knees and I hugged her and I was like, this is <laughs> like, you haven't done anything to me other than bring 
wonderful joy. Well, she has brought me a little yeah. bit of murderous rage, but um, which, no, which is normal. It's normal, but I and I when we got into bed, you know, I stroked her head because she was still crying, and I'm like, "Honey, I, you you bring nothing but joy to my life. Like you are the reason that I get up in the morning and the reason that I do what I do, and you you don't cause me pain or or you know." And it just it struck me then how much my kids are absorbing from the pace that we keep. Like any alteration in our routine is like it causes everything to go into complete chaos and they feel it too. Right. And and it made me realize how much they're absorbing of we're in this situation where we have one parent who is taking care of us and she only has two hands. And any need that I have as a child is stress on those two hands. And I don't know if they are articulating that in their heads that way, but they may be processing it that way emotionally. Right. And that's really sad. <laughs> it's super sad. And I think absorbing is a really good word because I suspect that that's kind of what is happening with Lita and Marlo and with Lexton, where they maybe feel that responsibility or that guilt, but it's it's further compounded because to say something about it is to burden us so they don't. Yes. And they kind of just keep that quiet. Like, I'm already an inconvenience, so I don't want to tell them that I'm, I feel like an inconvenience because that's just a bigger inconvenience. Yeah. And I feel like it forces us to be hyper aware so that they don't get caught in this essentially just a, a shame spiral oh yeah this is all my fault i, there, I, I think because i know Lita so well we've talked about this before that a lot of kids these days are are not wanting to drive they don't want to get their driver's license because they either don't want the responsibility of a car or they're like why can't you just drive me you know Right. Both my sister and brother have had to push their older children to go get driver's licenses. And Lita, I mean, her birthday is in a few days. It's Saturday, 14 again, for the past year, has said to me repeatedly, Mom, I cannot wait to get my, my license so that I can help. Like, I'll be able to take Marlo to school. I'll be able to go pick up the bread at the grocery store. You know, I'll be able to run those errands for you. Like... <laughs> She and I could tell this morning in the car when, when I was like rub rubbing my face and trying to like to not puke. She was like, I could I could feel her in I could feel her brain churning going. If only I had a driver's license, I could I could solve this problem. Right. Yeah. Which is sweet. <laughs> yeah. But also it's I think like if she did, if she was able to drive. I think she would replace that with something else. Mm -hmm. Like it wouldn't be enough because it's, because it's not enough because that one thing doesn't alleviate all of the responsibility. Yeah. I mean, they see, I mean, Lexton and Lita especially are very, very observant about how much we work and what we put into our work and what we put into them. I think they are both, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's, he's pretty observant, isn't he? Oh yeah. Yeah. He's he's observant. He observes observes more than he says. Mm -hmm. 
I feel like what he will what he will regurgitate is like fifty percent of what he has actually taken in, <laughs> and that's like in those moments of awareness, it's kind of shocking. And it's yeah. not always a big issue, but it's like you don't have to keep all of that in. You can acknowledge that you have paid attention to this. Yeah, and I think, well, first of all, just before anybody freaks out, like, I mean, my children see a therapist um, regularly to process my horrifying, scarring, mommy-blogging that's, that ruined their childhoods. <laughs> for, I mean, for, for a lot of reasons. For I mean, I mean, I know so many children now who are seeing therapists and so many people have asked for my therapist number for their child. Oh my God, I can't tell you how many times I have referred him. Like literally dozens of times people are sending, they're like, my kid is not doing okay in school and is, you know, wow. has, it, it's, there's, there's an epidemic, I think, among, especially among this generation of kids of sadness and anxiety. And I mean, the whole net neutrality scare really, really fucked with some kids. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. I did not, no. Yeah, like, especially at Lita's school, people, kids were, were, uh, they found out in the middle of the day that it had been repealed and kids were just, like, crying in the hallways. Like, what is our, like, what is our future going to look like? How are we going to, how are we going to move forward from this? <laughs> they, they both go to therapy and Lita and I, we have our we have our show at night, and then she turns over and we talk about whatever is on her her mind. And she knows she knows that she can talk to me about anything, and she knows that she can say to me, "I'm just worried that you're going through all of this, and that you're gonna get you're gonna get really sad again." I think she's really worried about that because she was very very aware of my sadness. And I'm like, I assure her, you know, I'm so much better than I was. Life is, life, you know, an SSRI doesn't fix the pace of life. I, I'm just dealing with it better. But, you know, like I shared with you yesterday as well, we all have our moments. Oh, yeah. Well, and I'm glad that you mentioned that. It's not that, it's not that what you went through is a fix, like a one, like all of a sudden you're quote unquote better. Like it's not, it's not just this one time thing. I mean, like you mentioned, you're still on medication, but I feel like from our conversations, at least it, it's a reset that has put you in a place to deal with everything that life throws. Mm -hmm. Like it's just made you better equipped to be able to process that. That doesn't mean that you're not going to slip one day and you know, tell one of your children to put on their goddamn long sleeve shirt. <laughs> it's, it's gonna happen. Like I, everybody snaps. I mean, it's like the times, like as, as polite and kind as both Lita and Lexton are, because they're very similar. There's times where, and I know this has happened with Lita, where Lexton will just fire back with something, not only something inappropriate, but something in a tone that is completely unacceptable. Yes. And it, as soon as he does it, I can see in his face that like as he was saying it, this voice in his head is going, oh shit, oh shit, 
oh shit like he knows but you snap you just get to a, an edge and you snap mm-hmm. we'll come back to the to the the tone in just a second but like in terms of the goddamn long sleeve shirt comment both marlo and i took a shower we have to rotate showers around here just because <laughs> all of us have a lot of hair and Right, like right. sometimes Lita will go, I'll take a shower tonight. You guys can take the shower in the morning and then we, we swap. But so yesterday morning, both Marlo and I took showers and she, she uses my shower. It's the best feature of the house is this gigantic, amazing shower. And she loses track of time always. And we'll just stand there. <laughs> like <laughs> Cal gone, take me yep. away. And regardless it doesn't matter if I've closed the door, if I've turned the heat up to a thousand degrees, she gets out of the shower and she falls to the floor and just, I'm so cold. 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 And then she remains there for like 15 minutes on the floor trying to warm herself up. And I'm like, please just put your clothes on, put your clothes on, put your clothes on. So yesterday, like I'm trying to get her to like hurry up cause we got to get out the door and she gets up and puts her clothes on and she's got a short sleeve shirt on. Now it's not a normal winter here. It's warmer than usual, but it's like 37 degrees outside. And right, so not t-shirt weather, not t-shirt weather. And I said, why are you wearing a short sleeve t-shirt? And she says, uh, is there a reason that I shouldn't be? She said that, is there a reason oh, that God. I shouldn't be? <laughs> and I said, it's cold outside. And she goes, she says, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. So, they go upstairs, they have like five minutes to sit and look on their screens or whatever before we leave. And I'm running around grabbing jackets and finishing the lunches. And we walk towards the door and I'm like, okay, let's get going. And her hair is wet from the shower and she walks towards to get to go get her shoes. And she's like, I'm freezing, freezing. And I, God, in that moment, like uh, the rush of the morning, I was like, then go put on a goddamn long sleeve shirt. (laughs) I mean, it's not okay, but it is funny. It's just we got in the car and I was like, I shouldn't have said that. I apologize. I was just trying to I just want you to be warm. That's all. I just want you to be warm and I'm sorry that I lost it. I'm sorry. (laughs) How I mean I feel like her response to that initial comment could have been either to just cry or to kind of snap back. I mean, what was her? Oh, her, what she did is she ran downstairs and put on a long sleeve shirt. Like just immediately? <laughs> yep. She didn't. She didn't, Yeah, she knew. She knew. She was like, yep. Uh, she pointed that out to me earlier that I was uh, making a mistake. Got it. Got it. Got it, mom. <laughs> I'm cold. <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. But you apologized. I know we've talked yeah. about this before. That's huge. Yeah. Because you acknowledge that it's that it was wrong. It doesn't mean it will never happen again. But the fact that you did something, reflected on it, and acknowledged that out loud to them allows them to see that you're doing that and that you're not perfect. Mm-hmm. I Ugh. think that's I think that's a really big piece of it overall. Overall, I hope, you know, that they see like, okay, I'm making, I I made a mistake and I I recognize, I so recognize that I was wrong and I made a mistake and that was my fault and you should have put on a goddamn long sleeve shirt beforehand, but I shouldn't have used that word and. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 
Well, it's a, it's the idea of the shared responsibility. And I think the apology helps kind of take some of that burden of guilt mm-hmm. off of the kids. Because yes, ultimately, she should have put one on to begin with. You even pointed it out. <laughs> she should, ultimately, she right. should have put on a <laughs> Like she should have dressed for the season. And that really would have just mitigated all of this. But she didn't. Now, does that justify your response? No, but the two go hand in hand. And I think apologizing for the response kind of highlights that. But it's one of those, it's one of those things, like you said, when you, when you read that text from me, you went back through the card catalog of all the times that you were an asshole. Like that's being filed away into the card catalog of me like, oh, there was that one time where I told her to put on a goddamn long sleeve shirt. Shit, 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 shit. Oh, God, that was terrible. God, I shouldn't have done that. And that one time I was, I yelled, fuck you, Michelle Bachman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I, again, it's one of those episodes where it's like, hey, hey, guys, if you're losing it, we, we do too. Oh, completely. Completely. But it but it is just really interesting. I think that was what was so intriguing to me about the text, that it's not so much, you know, that sometimes we lose it and that's what happens and it's okay, because we have kind of talked about that. And I think every parent has countless moments they can look back on and realize that they definitely could have been a bigger person. But it's how our, whether intentional or unintentional, outward displays of stress related to this responsibility of parenting, whether single or not, affects how they feel Mm -hmm. and how they see themselves. And it's not like it's something that I've never considered, but to see it worded like that, it just made me immediately want to go back and say, okay, well, I've already acknowledged that this moment was not my finest, but how did he process that? How did he process that? What did that do ultimately to the rest of his life? I, I, right. Putting it that way only because in in the process of my parents' divorce, we I've, and I've talked about it, uh, my mother was very, 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 like, my mother cried quite a bit. She didn't cry in front of us, but I would get up in the morning and I could see how swollen her eyes were. And I would ask her what was wrong and she would never tell me. And I kind of knew, like, I didn't, I didn't have a, a, the words to express, I think my parents are going to get divorced. I just sort of had this gloomy feeling about that. So every morning, mom, mom, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And she would never tell me. And so I internalized that and I thought, okay, if I get perfect grades and I'm the perfect kid at school, my mom will stop crying. And that affected how I approached every piece of schoolwork from there through the end of college. Like it started there. It started there. My obsession with getting a perfect grade on everything started with, if I do this, then my mom will stop crying. And she wasn't even a, you know, she was, she wasn't even a single mom ever really. Right. It was just that. So I think it, this sort of extrapolates to not just us being single parents, this extrapolates to any of those moments that a parent has where we slip up or we do something that could potentially have long-term effects on our children. I mean, all of us, all of us are doing it. We're all messing up our children. <laughs> None of us is going right. to escape That's it. It's really part of parenting. Yeah. It's the long-term effects. But I think what's interesting and about that example too, 
is there was really nothing to indicate that you had caused any of that sadness. Exactly. But you, and it's almost, it's not even necessarily, and I, you know, I kind of go back to what you said when you were sick in the car, you know, and Lita has that look on her face and that, that feeling of, of sadness. She feels bad for you. She feels guilty. And I, it's, I wonder if it's twofold. It's both that, you know, you took on that responsibility and felt that maybe not that you were making her sad, but that you could make her happy. Like your actions could turn that around. Mm -hmm. And I think there's that other piece just naturally when you have such a close connection with your, with your children that they genuinely want you to be happy, just like you genuinely want them to be happy. Yes. So when you see that, that they're not as a child, I think you want to fix it, but as a child with kind of just where you are mentally and emotionally, the way that you fix that is to become perfect. But as an adult, when you see that someone is unhappy, you talk to them like, what's, what's bothering you? How can I help? And as a kid, you just take it on yourself. Yeah. You're not really, you know, in tune enough with understanding how to talk through the process of it. It's I'm going to internalize all of this and and I'm going to interpret it in a way that is probably completely wrong as a kid. Right. And it's my fault or I did something to cause this. Like she probably even could have thought, oh, God, did I do something to make her sick? Right. That crossed my which mind. Is, which is possible. I mean, kids <laughs> kids get sick a lot. But again, it's like it comes back to like if Marlo comes home from school sick and you get sick. You probably got it from Marlo, but it's not her fault. No. Like, she got sick. Shit happens. But that's not how kids process that. It's like, I brought this home. I did this. Unless I'm like, you did this to me. You did right. this to me. <laughs> exactly. Which would not be your finest moment. But, you know, But we forgive those fine. We, we, we have to forgive those not finest moments. We have to. Just, just because keeping keeping our shit together on a, on a consistent basis takes requires quite a bit of willpower and and it requires that we get enough sleep hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I, I shared this with you as well in the text message. I was like, you know, Lita, she, she, it's not that she had an attitude the other night. She was just... She was making jokes and I was laughing and I think that she got a little too comfortable and she got up to say something 
or do something. And I said, no, don't do that. And she, she sassed me. She like, she turned around and, and sassed me like a genuine sass, not a joking sass. Like a snapback. Like a snapback. Oh yeah. And I mean, her therapist has pointed this out to me before. I don't have the other person. I don't have the other person in the house to say, you do not get to talk t- to your mother like that. I don't have the other person in the house who can lie down with Marlo at night and go, you do know that like everybody, everybody gets stressed out. Everybody, you know, we, we all slam our hands in the, in the bathroom drawer. Like it's, it's right. all on me to do all of that. And when she sassed me, I, I was like, I have to be the main parent who says, don't be mean to me. You don't get to be mean to me. Like the other person, there's not another person to absorb that because she's because after I was like, dude, you you don't get to talk to me like that at all ever. Like she got this attitude, and I don't know how she internalized that. Like how is she going to carry that around? That gosh, I hate it when she like I hate it when she's like takes that tongue with me. Like I bury the burden of, and so do you of okay, we're doing the disciplining and we're doing all of this. And it's kind of an unfair, um, like I'm, I'm, we, we carry the majority of the consequences of it in terms of their attitude toward us. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think, especially with Lita and Lexton, they're at an age, and I know we've talked about this before, where they're becoming adults slowly and we're relating to them on totally different levels and they're like our friends yeah which i which i think is absolutely normal but then we start to toe that really blurry line of i don't even know if equality is the right word but where you are on these on these equal levels in some ways and you're and you are but you're also not and I think that becomes kind of confusing for for them. I mean, I know with Lexton, I tell him all the time, and this is one of the things I've really been thinking about since reading that text, that we're a team mm-hmm. and that we have to be a team and that you know he has to carry his weight, his responsibilities, because it's it's the two of us. And I believe that, I do believe that, but now I'm wondering how that's being received. Because he sure as hell did not ask for this. Right. And he does need to be responsible for certain things, but it's not like, you know, Heather and I separated, so now he's got to make up for something. And that's not how I mean it at all. But I wonder if that's kind of how he's processing it. Like, oh, great, mom's not here, so now I have to do this shit. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know how to approach it with him to try and get to that point. Right. And, and understand how he's reading that. Because it is a fine line walking of being the friend and being the friend that they want to talk to and, and being also the authority figure that protects them. Right. My first boyfriend ever in high school, he was best friends with his mom. He did not. His mom was not a mom. His mom was a best friend. And I remember when we broke up thinking... <laughs> I'm never going to be <laughs> like, I will always be the mom first. 
like going forward, I don't ever want to produce a child like that. <laughs> he was he was such a jackass. <laughs> he had, I mean, he was such a jackass and he had no respect for her at all yeah. because she was more concerned about his approval as his friend. And I watched the way that he treated her and it it eventually he started to treat me like that. And so I remember like it is a fine line that we walk. But again, like we're the ones that, that they're coming to to talk to about these complex emotions. How do we be that confidant that they want to talk to while at the same time reaffirming, that, you know, I am the parent here. I'm, I'm making the final call and I have your best interest in mind, even if you disagree with what I'm about to say. Getting them to understand that they can come and talk to us about anything, but there's still going to come a time where our word is what matters most, essentially. Yes. It doesn't mean they're going to be in trouble because they came to talk to us, but I mean, the best way, like, you know, I try to communicate with Lexton that he can always talk to me about anything and he's not going to get in trouble for talking to me. But if he were to talk to me about something that needs to be addressed, it's going to be addressed. Mm -hmm. And that's super difficult. Yeah. I mean, I, but yeah. it, it is that, that idea that all of that, I think in these situations as a single parent falls on one unit, even just to have, like you said, you know, a, a person in the other room doing the dishes who kind of pops their head in and is like, you know, that's, that tone is not okay. Yeah. Is, is huge. I just on a couple days ago, I was helping Lexton with math homework and I was super positive, like writing stuff down, writing these notes and these steps and trying to help him get it. And he was being a total dick. Like his, his attitude was just, he was kind of leaned back in his chair, like smug and disinterested. And I was trying to stay positive and like in my head saying like, just keep it cool. Don't lose it. Like he's, he's going to get it. And finally I just looked at him and I said, I, I really want to help you with math. And I was totally calm. I was like, but I really don't want you to treat me like shit anymore <laughs> because I'm helping you. It's like, I know how to do this. So you don't have to treat me that way. Did you say shit? I totally did because <laughs> I was just so damn fed up with it. And I told him after the fact that I shouldn't have used the word. And what I try to do is I always try to apologize and then at least give him an idea of like where my head was at at the time. You know, and I try to use analogies like if if I'm trying to do something nice for you and you're being terrible back, it doesn't feel very good. Like, think about how that would feel in the other direction. And it's like I, it wasn't even explosive. It's just as I said it, I'm like, this is not going to help anything like at all. Yeah. And then I have to try to turn back to being helpful with helpful with the math. Mm hmm. Because no one else is going to say anything. No one's going to come in and say, you know, dad's really trying to help. You should try to engage a little bit more and be a little bit nicer about it. Yeah, like your dad Your dad is in here. Do you think your dad wants to be doing math homework? Your dad doesn't want to be doing math homework. Your dad would like right. to be sitting down, like relaxing, reading a book, smoking a fucking cigar. Like right. the last thing he wants to be doing is helping you with your goddamn Pythagorean theorem. Right. Because <laughs> I've done that shit. Like I, I don't need to do it again. Let the other parent lose their shit. Let the other parent say, "God damn!" I was telling you, we, she was having to register for high school classes, 
And we got into this discussion. She was talking about the high school that she wanted to go to. And she's like, how do you know, have they, have they contacted you? I'm like, they haven't contacted me. And what she does in these kind of desperate moments is every time I start to offer a solution, she interrupts me and says, well, that's not going to work. That's, that's absolutely not going to work. This is going to happen or this is going to happen or this. Is, I'm like, whoa, 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 stop, 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 stop. Let me finish my sentence and then you can be negative about it. And that shut her up really fast. And she's like, I'm not being negative. <laughs> oh, God. And I said, I said, this is what my brain is just like your brain. And you got your brain from me. And I, I know exactly what you're doing. And every, what I'm trying to do is offer you sensible solutions to this dilemma that you have. But right now, you're focused on having the dilemma. Like, there's something you're holding on to about having this dilemma. And, like, I had to really choose my words carefully. And instead of going, like, stop being such a goddamn, you know, was it Debbie Downer? Like, I, like I had right. to choose my words really carefully to say, this is, my brain does exactly what you're doing right now. Like, there are times when my mom wants to help me in, in in a crisis and I just want the crisis. Right. And I said, what we're going to do is this is, we're going to take this step and this step and this step. And if that doesn't work, then we will figure this out. Okay. And she finally calmed down and she was like, okay, okay. All right. That is so funny that you mentioned that because I, I had a really similar conversation with, with Lexton and his, and I don't know if it's, if it's even being a downer or if he's just sometimes so logical that it sabotages <laughs> him, but he just kept coming up with reason after reason, after reason, after reason that something was not going to work like over and over and over and over. And finally I was like, you know what? Anybody can come up with reasons that things won't work. Mm -hmm. Like that's super easy, even for really simple things. But I said, it's a lot harder to come up with reasons that it will or how it can. And I said, those are the, the most interesting things. And I said, the people that think that way tend to get a lot more done. <laughs> so let's think of those things first. And then if we exhaust them, then we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. it was like, and he wasn't even being rude. It was just, well, that won't work because of this. And we can't do that because of this. And this, I'm like, oh, <laughs> God, just take a breath. I know. Yeah. And it it is like coming up with the right language to use so that they can still trust us. Like yes. okay, he's not he's not being mean and he's not yelling at me and he's actually being kind of logical about this explanation of like why I shouldn't come at him like this. Okay, okay. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. And well yeah. And sometimes I think it's a matter of them seeing like, oh shit, he was right. <laughs> like, may, I have been trying to get, this is a little off topic, but I have been trying to get Lexton to shower in the morning for probably a year because he's, he's totally not a morning person, but it'll wake him up, et cetera, et cetera. And I feel like he's kind of a Marlowe with showering because when he showers at night, <laughs> From the, from the time that the bathroom door shuts to the time that it opens is like 45 minutes. Cal, go and take him away. Yep. But mm -hmm. I just, I discovered like a few weeks back when the door opens, he is dripping wet because he gets out of the shower, puts the towel on, goes into his bedroom, shuts the door and air dries 
over the fucking heater vent. Like, it takes probably another 10 or 15 minutes, which is just insane. So it's like, it's 45 minutes to an hour. And -hmm. I kept trying to get him to see how much time he was wasting and this and that. And finally, it's only been like two weeks now. One Monday, he showered in the morning in 15 minutes total was awake, like came home from school, did all of his shit and realized, oh my God, I don't have to shower now. I have the whole night. Yeah. And he told me like during dinner, he's like, wait, I don't need to shower. And I said, yeah, you you already did. He's like, this is awesome. I said, yeah, that's what I've been telling you for the last (laughs) fucking year. Like I've been around long enough to understand some things. (laughs) <laughs> and I could see that registering with him like, oh, wow, this really did work out. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. like it's going to stick permanently, but there's those moments of hope. Moments. Yeah. When I finally convinced my girls, like when we get ready for bed, like even now I, I help Lita braid her hair before she goes to bed. Because when she wakes up, even if she's going to shower, there there is no getting the tangles out. There's just no getting the tangles out. And so when I came with, up with that solution, I'm like, this is going to work. And she's like, it's not going to work. It's Lita, trust me. And so now she's just like, oh, we didn't braid my hair last night, mom. Now, now we're not going to be able to brush through it. Oh my gosh, you were so right. I'm like, yes, I was. Yes, I was. I'm always right. <laughs> I know. you do, And like, I don't even want to be modest about it. <laughs> like, yeah, damn straight I was right. I knew I was right long before you did. <laughs> yes. He air dries over the vent. <laughs> Seriously, and it's admittedly, I don't know why, but the design of this house, his vent, it's a big floor vent, like twice the size of a normal vent. And it's probably the best vent in the house. So not only does he air dry, but he'll like, if it's not on, he just drips waiting for it to turn on. Oh my God. Like oh my God. Like wet footprints into his, I just. Yeah. I mean, I. I like air vents. I like to be warm. I'm like, you could get dry in one-tenth the time and then huddle over the air vent. I don't care. Just, I'm so glad I don't have a blow dryer because he'd probably just use that like to dry his body. (laughs) You don't have a blow? Oh my gosh. I have two girls. We both have short hair. (laughs) We could do a whole episode about children and water. And showering oh and like the, like what we go through with, with the kids in the water and like, ah, like how many, how many, how many, how many, how many times have I t- said to Lita, you have to put the bath mat on the floor before you take the shower. Okay. Cause it's draped over the bathtub. Oh yeah. And it, it took a good two months because the other shower at the old house was just a, a standalone shower. And I was like, okay, so at this shower, because this is your shower, this is a bathtub, you got to take the bath mat off and put it on the floor. Otherwise, guess what? It's going to be soaking wet when you get out. <laughs> it's just all of, the, all of the showering, bathing, hair, toweling off, all of that. That's its own episode, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, probably. It's, it's so fun because we have these mirror challenges where it's, I have just a standalone shower and like a a mat that goes down like a towel 
and I hang it on the shower door so it dries. And and Lexton will always put it down, but then he never, he just leaves it so it sits on the floor wet. Ugh. And I, finally I was like, can you, can you please just hang it up? And with like legitimate confusion, he was, yeah, but where will I hang it? And I just kind of, I was dumbfounded. and was like, where do you find it hanging when you get it? He's like, oh, it's on the door. I'm like, well, so where would you hang it? And it, he really wasn't trying to not understand. It was, it just never occurred to him mm-hmm. because typically I hang it up. So it's like miraculously it finds its way back. It's like, come, oh my God, the, the lack of common sense <laughs> with some things is just you think absolutely the, 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 the amount of things that you don't realize that you have to teach. Oh my God, yes. I have to teach her to actually put the bath mat on the floor before, oh, oh, okay, yeah, this is a thing I have to teach her. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it, there are things I think that you don't remember learning. Mm-hmm. You just, like, you always have known how to do it. So you do it, but you didn't always know. Like there was a point where someone also told you that you can't just throw your tissues on the ground. <laughs> There's a place for those. <laughs> like, and then you figure that out and that's what you do going forward. Oh, P.S. Like I found, I was cleaning out my car uh, last week and I found like 70 tissues in the backseat. <sighs> yep. And they're not like in a pile. They're just wherever. Wherever. And I guess wherever she, their hand happens she's been, to be. She's been taking a tissue. It, we have a tissue box sitting next to the door always because it's cold in Utah. We always have sniffly noses. I guess she's been sneaking those. It's like she'll grab one before she gets into the car and she uses okay. it once and then just tosses it. Oh, God. But yep. what I, I was going to say is that you've given me an idea of what to send Lexton for his birthday. Oh, God. I'm going to send him a blow dryer. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh man, it's going to take, oh God, I don't even want to know. He, I mean, he's still, he probably spends now 20 seconds styling his hair versus zero before, but still doesn't really do anything. If that, his hair is just going to be like a blown out. Oh my God. I can't even. Yeah. The things we have to teach our children in the calmest of voices with the calmest of language. And without, I mean, to, to really bring this full circle, without instilling any kind of like, you are insufficient guilt. Mm-hmm. Any long lasting damage. Yeah. Yeah. But really, if they would just hang up the mat and put on their goddamn long sleeve shirt, none of this would happen. <laughs> so in the long run, we just need to tell them that it's actually their fault. It's your fault. It's Fix your fault. Your shit. This won't happen. It's it's your fault. It's the fact that I had to spend seven hours emailing back and forth with the client because they couldn't read they couldn't read the date correctly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't have time. I don't have time to point out that I put the date correctly. And my that, kid, but, my kid won't put on a goddamn long sleeve shirt. But that's really. I think that's. I'm glad you mentioned that because I think, like, they go off and have their day. And we have ours. And then they come home and something something happens, right? And we snap. And it's not even them. Sometimes it's not even what anything yeah. they've done. It's like everything that happened when they weren't there. And somehow they're just the unlucky one who pushed us that last in. <laughs> exactly. Like, yes. God. Uh, yeah. 
And if there was someone else here, we could just take out that misplaced rage on them. <laughs> That's really what this is about. I mean, and they're, they'd be an adult, so they're more capable of handling that. Oh, man. Oh, man. I was talking to somebody about the people that I know, and I was like, well, that marriage is okay, and that marriage is... Mm, yeah. <laughs> that marriage, ooh. Hmm. I don't know about that one. <laughs> yep. And then I remembered, oh, marriage. <laughs> yeah, it seems... Yeah. I mean, I've never been, obviously. For anyone who, who's not really aware of that, never was. I'm an island with a almost 14-year-old stowaway. <laughs> almost 14. 14. God, God damn. God damn. And so, so Lita is, oh, she's almost two months older than Lexton then because her birthday mm -hmm. is coming up. So it's the beginning of February. Yeah. And his is the end of March. Yeah. Yeah. She's oh, getting man. a Barnes & Noble gift card. That's it. <laughs> she loves to read. Yeah, she will go. She will go, and she'll buy like. The problem is that she'll go buy like six books and have them read within a week. God damn it! Stop reading. Stop reading so much. Pace yourself. I think that's the official word of this week's podcast. God damn it! <laughs> that is ultimately what started this whole idea. I think so. It, was. it does make sense. It's our buzzword, but I, I think. I really want to know who who out there has lost it. I mean, really, who who has, you know, used some choice words and immediately known that really wasn't the really wasn't the time or place for that. We don't want to shame you. We just want to feel one with you. You want to feel less alone. Because we're all in that boat. Yes. So as always, you can email us to stories at manicramblings.com or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Manic Ramblings. And until next time, put on a goddamn long sleeve shark kid. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.